I'm gonna chill this down a bit. It was a heated discussion, uh, but this is mostly gonna be a informational um, topic. Um, just gonna inform uh, any potential listeners that uh, the next proposed budget for Norway has foreign students um, paying more or tuition at all uh, from 2025 and onwards. Uh, so this is a major change from the Centopathy, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that will make non-European Economic Alliance or uh, and Switzerland students, Swiss students, um, make them pay for their education. So this would affect uh, students or potential students from countries like uh, USA, uh, China, Iran... Pakistan, India, and most ex-European uh, students. So why they would do this um, is that the in the budget, uh, foreign students uh, use up about 3.5 billion kroner, and making this change would impact the budget, so they would save 1.2 billion kroner, and most of that, and most of the... Um, the money that were saved uh, is going to be going to the universities themselves, about 70% would go there, and to bettering uh, of the education is the idea proposed. So this is a very controversial maybe yeah. topic in Norway, at least uh, among my friends and among the people I've talked about. Uh, but actually it's not very controversial like uh, internationally. Uh, our neighboring countries, Sweden and Denmark, already have this system in place. So it's not as if it's very controversial, uh, for them at least. Uh, and also one of the major reasons being that foreign students uh, from Norway going to other countries, they also have to pay tuition and the Norwegian government pays uh, some of their tuition yeah. as well when they travel abroad. So this isn't a very controversial um, change seen from the international perspective, but from a Norwegian perspective, it might uh, <laughs> trigger some, uh, some people. So expected change um, in 2019, there were 19,000 international students in Norway and experts uh, think that this will go down by about right under 3,000 students so that isn't a big change uh, but it's expected that this change will see a change in the population of international students of course mm. when you have to pay money the more the richer students uh, obviously will travel to Norway ahead of the poorer students which really is um, a shame talking politically especially for parties uh, on the left uh, which one uh, of which wants equal education for all. Yeah, uh, as said, this policy will be implemented completely by 2025, is the idea. So it will start 2023 and then uh, gradually be implemented. And the idea is that the prices will be regulated by universities independently, so they can choose how high they want uh, the, the bar to be or the, the price to be and around 130,000 Norwegian kroner is expected to be paid in tuition. 
this is uh, the proposed idea. But the prices may vary from study to study, especially if you go to studies uh, where you have to be in the lab, like medical studies, uh, chemical, yeah, uh, stuff like that. Prices may vary. This is Nagari Kenarsk, and we have been talking about the new reforms coming in 2025 from the government in Norway to uh, make some of the students pay for their own uh, tuition fees. Yes, of course. And um, my immediate thought would be, how how does this affect the students individually? And um, uh, you, my friend here in the studio, you have studied in England, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so how is that experience just financing the stuff if you care to share that with us yeah uh, i'm talking about the financial aspect of studying abroad is very like because norway is very prideful according to like oh you get almost free tuition and this is like great great education well the uk does have kind of the same system as what is going to be implanted in 2025 just because i remember my uk friends were paying nine grand a year and they were looking at me like why are you here you're paying 15 grand a year to be here while you have free education in norway what is going on with you but it was just something that i had to do for my personal reasons and also i feel like if the 20 25 is going to be good the education system has to step up because I went to like one of the good schools like within what I wanted to do like it was top five of the whole UK and like the whole west westernized education so that is one of the reasons why I decided to go there so that is my thought of it has to be worth it but it was worth it for me just because I was getting a great education where I was and I was getting to speak to well-known people within the industry that I wanted to go into. Yeah, exactly. And that was 15 grand in pounds? Yeah, 15 grand in, in pounds. pounds. Yeah, so that's uh, well, about 100 and... I always say 15 grand plus, like, you times it by 10, or, like, add a zero, so it's yeah. 150... Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, crones, 150,000. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that would be around the proposed <coughs> tuition fee for the Norwegian students. So that, that really creates a new question. Uh, is the Norwegian education system of the, of the top quality that we want it to be? No, I ha- no I comment. Talk to my lawyer. <laughs> I have some input <laughs> on it. Thing. I think maybe not the Norwegian system, but if we relate it to Ireland, because I'm Irish, um, our system is what it's like now. I guess in Norway, where our education is almost basically free, we do get um, student funding as well. But with that being said, the system itself is not great. I come from. One of the like leading schools in Ireland as well for my course, and I'm struggling. I'll be completely honest. I came here and I was like, wow, you guys have so many facilities that I couldn't even dream of having access to back home. Um, but like at least the price is decent. But then also we have to consider outside of fees, students who don't live near commuting fees. Mm-hmm. We need to think of accommodation. The housing crisis, I, can, I can't speak on Norway, but in Ireland, it is a joke. I have friends who have to rent out hotel rooms mm-hmm. just to be able to go to class. I have friends who have to commute six hours from the north to the south of Ireland just to go to one class that the lecturer may not show up to. And if they do, they're reading off the slides for an hour and a half it's actually a joke so I think that the price no matter how high no matter how low it needs to match the standards Mm. of where you're going it needs to be not necessarily that if it's cheap that you should expect less but 
I just think that once the, the standards are raised in the actual system, any amount of money that you pay will be worth it because mm-hmm. you're getting that education that you need. Yeah, yeah. You know? that's very true. And talking about the housing crisis in Ireland, it's very similar in Norway. Wow. At least uh, the prices are very high, at least for students uh, like myself. And this proposed budget uh, with the uh, foreign students paying for themselves, uh, resulting in uh, decreased amounts of students, uh, will affect the housing crisis for students in Norway at least, because uh, apparently uh, numbers from 2016 show that 70% of uh, foreign students in Oslo, 70% of student housing in Oslo is occupied by foreign students. So this would help Uh, the problem with uh, students not finding affordable housing, uh, but it doesn't tell much about the quality of um, the education itself. Well, it's time for students also to uh, to ask for those things, right? I mean, uh, you can't just let uh, the government and and you know some sort of core of of teachers decide on on what's going down. You guys have to be claiming like okay what are we getting from this you know yeah. uh, how does it compare if we study to other countries is it yeah. the, the grading system similar or you know can we uh, if tomorrow you move somewhere and you want to integrate to school am i good uh, do i need to take yeah. more tests do i what's the deal yeah mm. so in, in my study i'm i'm just a beginner I'm in my field i would say but uh, the idea that you could cover an entire course about uh, psychology in children or developmental psychology uh, which i'm taking now in one small essay i think think that's not no. that's not very no. <laughs> that's not very I, I, uh, I, yeah. realistic <laughs> no. not at all uh, and that's that's my my task and obviously i want to i want to know my stuff so uh, and if we want to set the standards for ourselves we need to we need to read more than we actually have to and yeah. that Absolutely. Raises the question: Is the education really good enough? Yeah, which is uh, yeah. it's very probably not, probably not. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Um, I, I feel like uh, this, you know, the budget strategy. Because when you started with your uh, your story here, it says you know they're going to save money to give more money to university. But like concretely, where is the money going in the university? Is it better pay for the teachers? Is it more teacher? Is it Uh, more tools within the university for students and then you know so what does that mean for those students that are from those other less you know chill countries or whatever like so they have access to no education elsewhere or uh, it's like they're suffering from this mm-hmm. uh, and I feel like it's a little bit unfair yep. uh, especially yes. if you're trying to get away from your country that could be a uh, um, corrupted or at mm. war or something then you're you're stuck mm-hmm. yeah you know? facts no but yeah like studying paying 15 grand a year i think there was strikes about three semesters i did not have class the whole of my second year um just because half of my mm. second year was striking because of teachers and yes obviously if the teachers are not being paid accordingly then yes but 
find a better way because they have a right to strike but they have a right they have a right to strike i'm not saying anything about that like i am all for that but like it's going out of my what where is my 15 grand going there's always buildings getting built Mm. on campus there's always something going on on campus but where where is the educational money going to and then Mm. covid hit I had no, and I tell you, I was about to quit second year because no lessons were learned in whole of second year. Where is my money going? Yeah. Is that going to be the same in Norway? Are they going to start striking in 15? We need a refund. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's the system, right? No yep. teachers, refund. Period. Mm. Yeah, government's giving back. Come on. or we're not paying back the loans (laughs) (laughs) stay tuned okay we take a break here and we get on our last subject you're listening to Snack Eric and Norsk and it's Kizia. No. Hello, hello. Um, How's everyone um, doing? Everyone's doing well, I hope. <laughs> it's, it's, it's lovely and warm in the studio. Yes, it is. Getting closer to Christmas. Um, but yeah, speaking <laughs> of different themes, I wanted to talk about social media. I feel like I, I come back to this topic a lot, but also like I spend a lot of time on there. So it's what's on my mind a lot of the time. Um, And we all know, you know, especially with the pandemic, we look at TikTok, we look at Instagram, their zones of creativity, it's our main zone of creativity over the last decade, it's our canvas in a way, and we've seen a rise of amazing creativity and the rise of many different kinds of artists, whether it's music or art itself or what I'm going to focus a little bit more on, fashion. I don't know if you guys remember, but in 2020, I think it was the rise of all the different TikTok niches. Mm. You know, the e-girl, e-boy, <laughs> the visco girl. You guys remember Emma Chamberlain from 2016. We got Indie Kid, where everyone was using high saturation filters on their pictures. I don't like to relive that moment <laughs> of my life. But yeah, um, we got the glam. We got the clean girl now. You know, the minimal makeup, the short nails, the freshly pressed shirts. We got Book talk, cottage core. You know, it's an amazing example of how creators have paved new ways to express themselves. But this is my problem with that. It's the algorithm. Um, For those who don't know what an algorithm is, it's basically just a pathway. In a simple term, it's just a pathway in which videos and content is pushed on social media for each individual person's liking. Kind of like cookies on you know, Chrome, like it'll ask you for permission to click one, just means that it'll track your interests and feed you what it thinks you like. Um, The problem with that is with all of these niches and people fitting into those niches, it kind of forces these creators into a box of the kind of content that they're able to create in order to establish a living for themselves. And what happens is they lose sight of the reason why they became creators in the first place because all they're focusing on is how am I going to get money on the table at the end of the month? Oh, I guess I just have to keep making cottage TikToks. I have to go run around in a field for 30 seconds and boom, million views, brand deal, money in the pocket. And good for them. But my problem is we're sticking, we're starting to, to, instead of branching out like we used to, We're starting to sort of stick to this norm in order to make this living. And though social media, you know, it's always been about likes and views. It's always been about maintaining an aesthetic, you know, 
people, like I said, lose sight of why they became the creators in the first place. And usually by accident, they lose sight of their passion in order to survive on a platform that they worked so hard to achieve. Like I mentioned earlier, if you guys know, do you guys know of Emma Chamberlain? Mm. Right. You guys know her typical YouTube videos. They were very quirky edits. She put a few memes into her videos, like just fun, heartfelt content. But she'd been making that for three years because that's what sells. That's what the algorithm pushes to people. That's what gets her the views to the point that she had to disappear off the Internet entirely because she realized that she was going down a spiral. She didn't enjoy what she was doing anymore. She's doing the same thing. She didn't know how to be creative. She literally just had to disappear. She only just came back to the Internet after like a one year break, maybe like two or three weeks ago. Um, We even look at our favorite creators from back then, like Jenna Marbles, Markiplier, Lord DIY. They all had to take a step back because... I mean, they were lucky enough to realise that they were losing their creative touch, but we have a lot of creators today that are still stuck in that loop. And it's not just affecting the actual content creators, it's affecting us as consumers or us who creators who are inspired by those content creators because we suffer the consequences of creativity being placed in this rigid box. Like, if we go back to fashion tiktok right i don't know if you guys know about wisdom do you know wisdom the content creator he's like this really tall guy and he makes these um high fashion runway edit tiktoks that's like his niche he partners with gucci balenciaga all of them to create these tiktoks and he has this particular content style where he like does a slow-mo walk into the screen he has the edits coming up in a certain way i'm getting somewhere with this i'm not just chatting absolute rubbish (laughs) but the reason why i'm talking about this is this is what sells this is what the algorithm pushes he's getting a million views per video So other content creators are seeing this fashion-based TikToks and going, okay, well, if this is what sells, I guess this is what I have to do too. And now every time you check hashtag fashion TikTok, that's all you see. You see the same edits, same outfits, same slow-mo walk. It's lost its touch. It's lost its spark. And I'm tired of it. It's all we see. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's all we see. Why? Because that is what sells. And even if we take a step back from the actual aesthetics and we look at our mannerisms, you see every single year we have like a certain meme or a certain word that everyone says. Remember, period. We still say it. Period. Period. We all still say it all the time. We have an oop. We have the bruh era. We have like, we have all we have all the different eras of words that people say to fit themselves into a certain category. Like Visco girls are the ones who came up with Anna Oop. And there's this weird one that people used to say like, yeah, do I know the, do I know the context? No. Will we ever know the context? I don't know. But all that matters is that it's to, yeah, we do it to fit into a box because that's what's cool at the time not because we're creative or not. It doesn't show our personalities in any way because our personality is the same as a million other people across the world. So you can kind of see there on that very small scale that, you know, social media, it's it's kind of making us all just carbon copies of each other. And I think that's a little bit, it's, it's kind of scary. I don't know. I'm not going to lie. Because even though it's nice to have that sort of, you know, personal thing, um, when we look back at the 2020s, maybe in 2085, What are we going to say is particularly distinct to this era? I am not trying to be pessimistic, but I can't think of anything except for recycled, recycled trends. Look back at the early 2000s. We have Y2K. That's distinct, beautiful. 
But look at it now. What, what do we have now? Cyber Y2K. Come on now. It's coming back. Come on now. It's coming back. It's coming I'm happy back. about it. Look at, look at my shoots. little vintage jacket or whatever. You know what I, I mean? I stole it from my friend. Girl, if you hear this, I'm sorry. Then, do you know what they're talking about? Because I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> oh, um, Y2K. It's, sorry. Um, I should probably explain. Basically, Y2K was a trend, you know? Like, all the... You know, you know I, I, am, I am not... I am, I am not on TikTok. I, I am, I like, the social media thing for me it goes over my head I wish so. it went over my head but it went right through it and it's all that's in there 90% of the time honestly and that's so, a what? period that's our period see the way I knew that that's a problem that's a problem right there but basically what Y2K is is you know when you look back at the early 2000s look at Britney Spears Paris Hilton you know they're like pretty little track suits the mm. you know juicy couture juicy. yes that's the Y2K culture okay. that's what it's called ballerina okay. slippers are coming back yes, in yes exactly can we just not we're not doing it. Personally, I, oh, I no. can take back the ones that are in my closet right now. <laughs> I mean, girl, it's Cyber Y2K now. So. Uh-huh. Cyber Y2K is literally just them taking the Y2K aesthetic and it's coming back. You see it on yeah. all these popular Everything shops. Everything is always coming back. Fashion is always coming it's back. It's recyclable. Is... It's recyclable, but to be honest, I think it's getting... What I was getting to with that is I think in the era that we're in now, it's coming back at a quite an alarming rate to the point that we don't... There's so many trends, even with microtrends. It's coming back quickly. It's coming yeah. way, way too quickly to the point that we have no time to come up with things for ourselves. We have no time to create new items of clothing that are distinct to this era. I know it's never that deep. It's not that important. But I want to look back at 2085 and be like, yeah, the tw- the 2020s, the year of this clothing and that or maybe clothing and this. We're just stagnating also. I mean, we have been creating a lot of fashion throughout the past, you know, 100 years already. And distinct, very distinct. So maybe now we reached a, like a plateau. Yeah, uh, you know, and you then, could there's, be right. then there's Kanye West that tried to do something oh, weird. Uh-huh. Talking about and then we looked at it and we were like, no, we good. <laughs> we're going to pretend he back. doesn't exist because I don't want we that to be the one representation of 2020 that we have. The Yeezy yeah, era. Can yeah. you imagine saying oh, that? That's probably Jesus. that. That's gr- I just yeah, want that's to gross. add that me, my mom is a fashion designer. Oh, bachelor, big perm. You know, mm-hmm. big perm. Uh, oh my God, kill me now. Um, but I remember her telling me that re- that fashion has reached its plateau and this was like in 2010 Damn. and it's like you're gonna see it when I was like I was what I was 11 10 years old in 2010 yeah. and I was like it's gonna repeat itself and every t- every year I'm like okay it's 80s now it's 90s yeah, it's 70s, 2000s the roaring 20s yeah the roaring the roaring 20s so it's oh, like God. we're recycling it but hyping it up mm-hmm. so it's like old but new yeah and thrifting is back in yeah, but now it's really expensive because everyone just reposts everything on Depop mm. uh, and secondhand stores because they want money. I don't know. I feel like the legitimacy and like the authenticity that it once had in its prime, like mm-hmm. in the other years, I think we're losing that here. Yeah. And that's I think that's just my main problem with it right now. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds for fashion or for social media or for creativity as a whole. But I just think like... Um, the sooner we realize that we're stuck in this cycle of being exactly like one another and starting to actually develop our own personalities, I'm excited to see what that holds for the future. So, yeah. 
Yeah, very interesting. Um, okay, just um, switch off your mobile phones, people, <laughs> and start living the life because get to know yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Gosh, not like that, Holly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see your eyes. I see your eyes. I Always get, I mean, that is also a big factor of life. You need to get to know yourself and mm-hmm. get to know yourself. Exactly. Very important. Very important. Yes. Okay. Uh, thank you very much. I uh, learned stuff. Uh, about, about the future <laughs> and the past the future past Sabrina and that's on which one what that's on per that's on okay. per okay I don't know <laughs> she'll learn we'll she'll get learn. Learn. We'll, we'll teach you the way help the Gen Z help <laughs> oh god thank you so much for uh, all your topics today thank you for having us and uh, yes you've been listening to Snagger Ganalsk on Radio Nova Period.